What's good, everybody? We are back on Late Night Chats podcast. You're here. You're here with me, Wes, and with Aaron. And uh, you know what? We got some exciting stuff. Uh, we had our first comment request. Yay! That's right, and it came from uh, Ben Shore. Uh, on our Facebook page uh, for a topic, and, and we are excited. Ben, if you're listening, uh, we are we are definitely planning that uh, as we speak, um, and uh, we are so excited to hear from you guys and uh, to continue on uh, this really fun journey. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Aaron, uh, tonight we are kind of going a little bit heavy. Yes, for, we are for our topic. Yeah, and um, pretty excited. Yeah, it it should be a really good one. Now we have to we have to set a disclaimer, um, because what we are talking about tonight uh, is definitely, um, like I said, heavy, but uh, also for mature audiences. When I say that, I don't mean uh, you know over sixteen or eighteen or anything like that. I I mean that if you're young and you're listening, make sure you're listening with a parent. And if you're a parent, these are conversations you may want to have with your your young students and uh this is a conversation i think that needs to be talked about and uh tonight we are going to head it head on um so without further ado uh we're going to jump into 13 reasons why we need to talk all right so a while ago there was a show called 13 reasons why now, this show appeared on Netflix uh, as the company had decided to work with a few stars uh, like Selena Gomez to create this um, story. And the series revolves around a 17-year-old high school student named Clay Jensen and his deceased friend, Hannah Baker, who kills herself after having to face a culture of gossip and sexual assault at her high school and the lack of support from her friends in her school. Now, a lot of these things that had happened through uh, this show actually happened in real life to right. different people. And so there was, a, there was a wanting from the director and the producing staff to create some content that got people talking and that brought people together to help those in need. And I, I, I ultimately believe uh, through reading the reviews and the interviews and stuff that that has happened for sure. Has everything been good? No. Not everything has been good that's been said about it, but it's gotten people talking. And that's what they wanted. That's what they wanted. So a couple more um, before we jump into kind of diving into the series. Um, if you haven't seen it, you may want to go onto YouTube and look up a season one recap of 13 Reasons Why just to have a little more understanding of what the show is about and who the characters are. Um, so if you want to pause and go do that, you may. And uh, come on back and listen to our conversation. Um, but there's going to be a lot here that uh, even though it's on the show, it's okay to talk about um, without knowing everything that happened in the show. So right. um, I guess just kind of talk about some of these uh, things that had happened here. So after the show had been released, the company uh, released a bunch of results from a multinational survey commissioned by Netflix and conducted by Northwest Territories University. And this examined how 5,400 parents and teenagers in five countries, including the U.S., received the show. 
They found that the majority of the adolescents who watched the show felt that its level of intensity was appropriate. But parents and younger viewers thought the show should incorporate more discussion about how to support someone who may be suffering and also have mental health support throughout the episodes. Possibly in this form of mental health experts or cast members providing resources at the end of each episode. And they actually did in season two. That was one of the requirements that Netflix uh, told the producers that they wanted them to have more resources for them uh, to have the show. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I seen, uh, seen that at the end of the show. They would say, like, if you know anyone, here's this number, call or give this number to this person. Yeah, and that's important. I mean, that's ultimately your... Your goal, right? When you're right. dealing with this heavy topic. Now, um, there was another article that uh, had talked about 13 Reasons Why is a series about how you can influence people's thoughts and feelings and actions after you're dead. Now, this was said by uh, Janine Beerson, um, and she's got an MD, it looks like. And uh, the spokesman for Netflix. Uh, told the broadcaster that Hannah's behavior was not meant to characterize suicide as a vengeful or selfish behavior. It was meant to portray a teenager's tendency to act out of, of emotional and not necessarily think things through. And this, they had said this because one of the um, one of the conversations was that the idea of Hannah giving away giving 13 tapes uh, saying why she did what she did yep. was out of revenge and then there was this kind of a, a stigma or an idea that it was like a revenge suicide like you did this to me so I'm going to kill myself just to get back at you yeah and a lot of people thought that that's what it was and it wasn't no you know um, and so like I mean suicide's a big deal you know I I, th- I pray and I hope that we continue to see a a culture that is moving in a better direction and learning to deal with our problems. And I think we're becoming more open and aware of that. Right. Um, but we were, we were in a place not long ago where we were seeing way too many suicides. Way too many. You know? Um, and it was, it was kind of scary because after the show's debut uh, in March 2017, there was a 28.9% increase in young Americans aged 10 to 17 that had killed themselves. That's huge. Yeah, that, that's unfortunate. Yeah, and um, hearts go out to them. Yeah, and the families and stuff mm-hmm. for sure. Like, it's crazy, man. Like, and some of these people were blaming the show, and I was like, no, listen, like, the show is pointing out something that is gonna happen whether it was made or not. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like uh, they're they're addressing the issue. They're showing you what's going on mm-hmm. um, in schools and outside of schools in everyday life. Yeah, you know, and uh, just yeah, like they're not encouraging it. They're not saying go do it. Yeah, they're saying this is the problem. What are we gonna do with it? And I I felt I felt really frustrated. Um, because I felt that the public focused heavily on what Hannah did by taking her life. And I think that a lot of the premise of the show was to show the actions of others. Yeah. Uh, what happened and why did 
that person feel like killing themselves was the answer, you know, like what, what actions, uh, because ultimately like there were different in the different tapes, different people did other things. Right. Right. So if she wasn't raped by the one guy, Bryce, or if she wasn't, um, you know, uh, gossiped about by the one girl, uh, or taking photos of from that uh, photographer kid, then yeah, you no, know, like those actions all built up, and I mean, even the even the guidance counselor, yeah, he t- he he totally dismissed her and said, sometimes you just got to move on, like. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? You need to find a new job. <laughs> right. And uh yeah, it's just it's it's intense, man. Like I I couldn't um, I couldn't believe the backlash that there was on the show because I felt like people were so focused on the girl that killed herself and so un- unfocused with the kids that actually had actions that uh caused this girl to to even think this way. We, even the teachers, man. Yeah. The teachers, hundred <laughs> percent, and I think it it raises a a huge red flag, especially for me, because I'm I'm someone who has been down the road of suicide, um, and and I understand what what it feels like to have those feelings of wanting to end your life, and and knowing crucially like what you're what you're wanting to keep going, you know the wanting of of having somebody to like come alongside you and like just be there. Like you don't, you don't necessarily want someone to like tell you how to get out. You just need, you just need to feel their presence and yeah. that they actually care. Right. You know, and it may be a little bit different for everyone else, but that was for me, you know, that that's where I was. And man, this girl through the show, man, she, she had nobody. And, and even when she did have somebody, they didn't say anything. And there's an interesting uh, clip that we saw in the recap just before doing this podcast where uh, the the guy, Clay, um, he he had said, uh, you know, he has feelings for her. And then the, it goes right to her saying, well, why didn't you say this when I was alive? You yeah. know, and how we hold things back. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, dude, it's it's a it's a big deal. At the end of the day, this is this is a big deal, you know. And, and the fact is, is that there's still kids right now, and there's still young people, old people, young people. Like when I first wanted to kill myself, I was in grade five, um, and so that that was fairly young. Yeah. But you know, I I worked through it. Um, by the grace of God, God had helped me through a lot of those emotions and stuff. And I talked to a few um, people who I could trust and. But not everyone can do that. No. You know, and not everyone is able to reach out for help. Um, and I think we saw that with Hannah. She she reached out to a people she thought she could trust and they did nothing. Every day at school she would get picked on. Things would get spread around and rumors. And uh, even when uh, she thought she was going on a date with that one dude and he took a picture of her under her dress. Yeah. And he spread it around the school. That was, for me, that was upsetting. Mm-hmm. Well, that's another thing, too, you know? Like, it showed so many so many things about the kids, but where were the parents? Yeah. You know, why were the parents so disconnected from their child's lives that, that they couldn't take a moment to, to find out, hey, what's going on in school? And even if the kid shuts them out, like, the parents should at least make sure that things are going well, you know, ask some teachers, ask something make sure your kid's doing well. Like 
I was I was open enough with my parents to talk about different things, but I but mean, not there's every kids, kids like that. Exactly. And some kids they just keep it inside. Keep it inside and, and they they are struggling with the world's toughest demons, man. Mm-hmm. And my and where were the teachers at this moment? This is where mm. it was happening at the school. Yep. Like why were the teachers like not involved? Mm. You know what I mean? Like walking down the halls and like seeing like seeing kids open well, I, I guess you can't like hover over a kid when they're reading their text messages, but mm-hmm. like like you'll you can see like like a whole big a group of kids and they're looking in this one phone or uh you get shut you see a kid get shoved in the locker and the teacher just walks by and does nothing. Yeah. It's disturbing, man. Yeah. You know, and and the the, the fact of the matter is is that we all see it and we all stay silent to it. Yeah. We all see bullying happening and we all see, um, you know, harassment happening and like that stuff's got to stop. You know, yeah. we need to create more positivity and less hurt in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The and, world caused enough of it. You know, we, we're kind of circling around this idea that um, we're all in this. You know, we're all going to we're all accountable. And that was, you know, another interesting factor of. Uh, these tapes, you know, it kind of to show that everyone is responsible for their actions. I totally agree. You know, and I mean, she was just making them come to light, whether it was like this vindictive, vicious kind of revenge thing. I don't think that that's even should matter at the moment because now you're blaming a girl for her actions, even though she's not even alive anymore. You know, like our focus needs to be, okay, what am I doing now and how can I be better for the people that are around me? Right. Um, so, like, I guess we're, because we're talking about the teachers, uh, good time to ask my question. I find that the teachers didn't do what they can do to help Hannah. Mm-hmm. What do you think that the teachers should have done? Hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I know a few teachers. Um, and I know that because since, this mo- the, since this season in this series has come out, there's been a lot more uh, focus on bullying and stuff like that. So I think I think definitely if you're a teacher or if you're in a place of in like not empowerment, but if you're in a place of um, a role model for a child, yeah, like a youth group or like yeah, a teacher or a mentor or anything it's like summer, that. Summer it's summer, so it'll be like a kids camp or anything. Coaches, you know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. stuff like that. I I think if you are in direct. Um, work with a child, you know, or a teen or whatnot. I think you have the uh, responsibility to A, check in with them and B, create an environment and relationship with them so that they know that they can trust you and they can come to you as something big, you know, because the kids, even though um, some of them may not feel safe enough to go to their parents, there's someone that they feel safe to go to. And if you're that person and you're not open for them to come to you, you're just shutting the door right in their face, mm-hmm. you know? So I think, like, we all need to kind of step up and, and be aware in that so that if the kid that we don't realize feels like, you know, they can come talk to us, we need to be open enough to be able to take them in, you know? Uh, as far as teachers, though, go, um, you know, I've been really impressed lately with some of the things that they've been uh, trying to to provide at the schools. I still think that we need to step it up um, as a society, you know, mm-hmm. like this is one thing I was thinking about, too, is, is you know, uh, uh, a community 
raises a child. Yeah. You know, it's not just one person. Yeah, it doesn't take a family. It takes a village. Exactly. And I think that there's a big part to where the church needs to step up, needs to realize that there's there's young kids out there that that need a mentor, need need guidance, you know, need to learn how to grow up and and be somebody in this world. Right. And I think that um, there's young parents nowadays that... They're struggling, you know. I mean, the here's here's how the landscape goes in my eyes, is that uh, we live in a society right now where um, minimum wage is at one one level, mm-hmm. and the cost of living is just a little bit above that. So any parent that is 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 working, they're working their tails off just to pay bills. Yeah. And by the time they're done working, they're exhausted. They got nothing. So they need to they need to find a way to be able to to make the collect the paycheck, but yet still have a little bit more left for the kids, Mm -hmm. you know? And because of that, we need to understand and seek out those parents and help them, encourage them, you know, Hey, let me take your kids out and we can go throw the ball or go for a swim or something like that. You know, like I think we need to work as a community, work together to allow these kids to grow up in a very good structured place where they know that they can talk to somebody that's safe and they can, they can be a part of uh, an, a group, a community that loves them very much. And, um, you know, I think that's, I think that's everyone's responsibility, man. I, yeah. I, I think that it, I think that's important. And that's what we've lost in this culture, man. Yeah, that's for sure. I think that's what we've lost. I mean, I look at a lot of these kids and, and you know, that they're dying to have structure and they're dying to have a role model. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, once we get older, we just, fail the next generation in providing that yeah for sure um for me definitely being um i never felt uh or thought of killing myself but i actually have been on the receiving end of when a family member does commit Mm -hmm. suicide yeah um my cousin she committed suicide don't really know why but i just remember at going to the funeral and seeing her son Mm. leaving him behind Mm -hmm. and seeing how he he didn't cry when i when i talked to him but he felt like his like he was feeling emptied Mm. and feeling like she left Mm. because she did Mm -hmm. um and that leaves a hurt and uh and it leaves damage into um a child's mm. heart yeah made him think like like am i even worth worth it like my mom did this not because of him yeah but that question's there that question's there yeah um even my uncle he committed suicide and just seeing my cousin go through that losing his dad i remember that funeral that was a hard one yeah I remember the kids, man. They they suffered, man. They suffered at, at the loss of of their father. Yeah, and that was that was heavy. Yeah, it was. It sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, even being his nephew, I I felt an emptiness, and it, I just I, I felt like I should have reached out more, mm. or I should have sent him a text once in a while saying, "Hey, Uncle Mark, I I miss you. I wish I." I know you live all the way in Texas, but next time you're down, you should come and me, and you should go out for a coffee or something. Mm. Um, even with my cousin, I sh- I felt like I should have reached out to more 
and and stuff, but um, there's not much I can do really. But I just felt like I could have done more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like there are there are signs that people do show when they do um, have those thoughts, mm-hmm. and they I have a list of them here. Talking about feelings, hopeless, uh, hopelessness, trapped or alone, mm-hmm. saying, have no reason to go on living, making a will or giving away personal possession, searching for names, means of doing personal harm, such as buying a gun. Thankfully on that one, we... Uh like Canada has a, has a pretty decent gun control. Yeah, I mean it's not it's, nothing's perfect, but uh, I think that we do a we just can't go walk really in good, and buy a gun. Yeah, like there's pretty good, uh, you know, procedures to get one. Uh, I think America's still trying to figure out what they want to do, and you know, I don't really want to get into to gun control on this episode. No, but <laughs> but that's yeah. another topic. But that is one of like the the signs. Um, also like they are really standoffish, like their social, like they, their behavior, uh, they have, I think when I was reading, they, they said they get aggr- like a aggressive anger, um, more like, like stuff like that. You know, I think, I think there's a lot of things we can look for. And I think there's a lot of things that would point something out that that person is hurting. But I think instead of, uh, sitting around and, and, and looking for people that have certain looks about them, I almost feel like we just need to we just talk need to, to be them. open and talk yeah. to everybody. Yeah. You know, like, why aren't we creating a community or a culture that um, is loving and that is, um, you know, accepting people as human beings that are broken and that are trying to do better? You know, I'm not talking about accepting people for what they believe. I'm not talking, like, about who they think that they are. I'm talking about accepting the fact that we are all human beings. Yep. And that we're all broken. And that we're all wanting to do better in this life. I think those are three things that we can all agree on. No matter where you are in your life or who you are. Yeah. And I think that if we can continue to have a conversation with somebody with that mindset... I think that you're not going to have to look for these signs. No. I think that these signs are going to just be gone because we are open and talking with one another. But on the other hand, someone is just not going to open up to you. That is true. That is true. Because we've seen that in 13 Reasons Why. Hannah did open up and they did nothing. Mm -hmm. Or she did share. She wrote that letter to that one guy Mm -hmm. and he just, he gave it to his friends and they just like ripped it to shreds. I want to say, too, about the 13, just going to 13 Reasons Why real quick. Um, there's this really graphic scene. Uh, and if you guys decide to to watch the show uh, after hearing this, um, please watch uh, with, with the intention of um, becoming better. We all can. We yeah. want to be more aware of people. Um, but also understanding... Um, where some kids' lives are because it doesn't, I don't think it dramatizes it. 
I think that it's very real how kids feel and it shows a very good realistic image of where a lot of kids are feeling right. they're at. Um, and it's sad, but it's the truth and, and the truth hurts. Yeah, it does. But there's this one scene um, where there's this party going on and these kids are all sitting in the hot tub and um, this girl, she's uh, Hannah. I'll just say it's Hannah. She decides, oh, she's going to join the, her friends in the hot tub. And then her friends kind of get up and leave, and she's in the hot tub, and Bryce comes in. Yeah. Um, and is very uh, manipulative. Yep. And um, very aggressive in nature with her. Um, and there's an action that happens. It's called rape. Yep. Uh, and that happens in that scene. And I remember... Th- the way that they choose to shoot it, which was very, uh, I think, appropriate um, with not the camera on the action directly, but on uh, the hand and you kind of understand what's going on and hearing what's going on. And I remember watching that. uh, I was in college and I was um, hanging out in the dorm room and I remember watching this and I was just, my heart broke, man. Yeah, my heart broke and I was so angry. I I was in tears, man. So was I. I uh, I couldn't believe, like, I, f- I was feeling the pain. And that, that show allowed me to feel that pain that this girl was feeling. Uh, and, and everything that she was was being stripped away. Yeah. And her, her, her identity. Yeah. Like, like her, like her, like her identity, basically. Yeah. Like. That was, she, that was the last straw for her. Yeah. And that's when she did it. The next day, man, she went to the guidance counselor, and then after he didn't want to do anything, then she went home and she killed herself. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, um, just, just bawling, thinking like there's a girl out there right now that is is feeling this pain, the exact same thing. And oh man, that shook me, man. That that was huge. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know the truth. The truth bloody hurts. <laughs> yeah, you know? it does. And um, the truth that I got out of that was I need to wake up and be better. As someone that wants to help people and help uh, the younger generation feel like there's a place for them, man, that that convicted me so much. And being like, hey, what what are you doing? You know, like, are you wasting your time doing like little pointless things? Are you really doing something that matters? And that's part of the reason why we talked about doing this podcast is we want. We want to provide a positive uh, outlet for people to have conversation, to talk about the things they have to talk about, but also just find something to have a good time as well. Now, this is <laughs> obviously not the, a holly jolly time. <laughs> no. But, um, yeah, it's it's pretty it's important. Yeah, and there's just one more scene in the in 13 Degrees Why. I don't know if it's season two or season one, but all I remember is that there's these two dudes and this one guy and he's in the bathroom. Oh, that's season two. That's, that's season, season two? two. Yeah. Yeah, and they take a mop uh mop handle and put it Well, yeah, we'll just yeah. leave it at that. <laughs> You'll see it. It's graphic. <laughs> but but yeah, that I bawled when that I couldn't happened. watch it. Yeah. It was so intense I couldn't watch it. I, I had to skip it. Yeah, I, I watched the whole thing and I was like, oh that I was crying afterwards because I felt so bad. But again, it just 
it shows the reality of what is actually happening in this world. Yeah, and that was based on a true story. What yeah. happened. There's people that are literally dealing with this pain. And when we are like, oh, you know, that's too dramatized. It's like, what about that kid that just went through it? Right. You don't you may not know their name, but they went through it. Yeah. And maybe more kids than, than we thought. I mean, look at the the rate of suicide. Yeah. Like search it up, you know what I mean? Like it's it's crazy. There's more kids than we think that are feeling this way. And not even kids, adults. You know, mm-hmm. like it, there's not an age on where on on the statistic that shows people are hurting and they're wanting to end the hurt. Well, my uncle was in his in his younger fifties. Yep. Like Yeah. It, there's no age. There's no age. And um yeah, it's it's sad, man. Yeah, it is. Now, let's talk uh, let's let's talk about how we can um avoid this and help people. Yeah, let's I was kind of writing down some things that I was thinking about um on ways that we can because ultimately I believe that we need to start creating like I was saying before, creating an uh, an environment that um is positive, open and uh willing to grow and learn, you know? Right. I thought that there's there's three things that I thought that we could we could do. Number one is we could volunteer. You know, the only thing that's going to stop you from volunteering in a school or high school is if you have a criminal record. Right. So um, all you have to do is get your vulnerable sectors police check and then go to a local high school or a public school and say, hey, listen, I just want to be a good role model for these kids. Where can I help out? You know, whether it be track and field, whether it be on a uh, uh, sports team. Or just being a hall monitor, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a teacher's job now. But yeah, like there's lots of there's lots of opportunities for that, you know. Um, But volunteering, uh, including the kids and activities, you know, like when when you're going to do something, hey, come on along with me and come help me do this. Uh, Whether it be you know you're going to get groceries and uh, you know your your buddies son is like playing video games all day and you're like hey why don't you put down the video games and come help me uh outside and we can hang out or something and yeah you know and then you get them doing something you get them interacting and they're learning something like that's going to help them in life yeah and then lastly I, i have providing places for them to learn and develop you know i think that as a community we should be continuing to create space for them to safely learn. It's almost like going back to daycare. You know, you're creating <laughs> a, a safe place yeah. for them to learn and grow and develop and, and learn how to be a young adult. Daycare for teens. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, why don't, why don't you bring a bunch of teens together and show them some house skills, you know? like or, Right. You know, <laughs> if you know finances, why don't you get a bunch of your, your kids or your friends' kids and get their friends together and... Teach them how to budget. Teach them how to budget, you At know? At a young age, yeah. Yeah. Save for your future. I mean, you know, open up some savings or start building that credit or anything, you know? Like, it all helps. I remember uh, uh, one, of our, one of our role models, man, Tom. Yep. He taught me how to budget. I thank him every day for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the amount of things that uh, that guy has taught me is uh, you can't write them all down, man. There's no, you paper. can't. <laughs> there's not enough paper. And, uh, you know, that's what we need. We need more role models like that. Yeah. You know, 
And I mean, if you if you're listening and you're like, you know, I I know of a kid that I could be a role model to. Don't wait for an invitation. No, just do it. Just do it, man. It's gonna it's gonna be the best thing that child's ever gotten, and it's going to be such a blessing to your heart because one day you're gonna see that 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 child grow up, you know, maybe get married or maybe own a house or or do something really cool in their life, and you'll be like, you know what, I was a part of making making that um kid tick you yeah. know and I, I was a part of their story you know and and that's that's an exciting thing so get fired up yeah <laughs> you know like suicide's not the answer the solution is is working together to to create a an a environment. safer environment yeah. yeah and a learning a, a safe learning environment and uh you know i think another thing i want to say too is don't be too quick to um jump on things like this like the 13 reasons why yeah because you know? there's a lot of people that jumped really quickly negatively towards this show and i think when you do that you miss out on the opportunity to really grow and learn from the experience yeah you really when you're going to watch a show watch the show with an open mind with a learning mind ready to learn and take it all in before you judge the show mm-hmm Watch the two seasons before you judge. Yeah, yeah. It's it's true, man. I think I was really impressed. Looks like they got four seasons in total coming. So third season's coming later this year. Nice. And uh, I think they have a fourth season being written right now as well. So there's a lot of story left to go with these characters. Um, and so if you haven't seen the show, like I said, um, take, take a moment. Uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, sometimes you can pirate it off youtube or something don't don't do, <laughs> do that. that i'm not advertising that i'm just saying <laughs> find a friend with netflix and go over to their house and and watch it um you know it's a really good thing i i would encourage you to watch it with your uh, even your a young person you yeah. know make sure that they're with you uh when they watch that and that you're talking about the things that they're seeing there's a few scenes that i would say um maybe skip over yeah and and talk about why you're skipping over it but I think it is an important conversation that we all have, you know, about suicide, about depression, and about how are we going to overcome this. Yeah. You know, because we can do it, not alone, but together. Right. And, uh, yeah, any any last uh, things, Aaron? If you know someone or you or people are showing signs or know someone that's showing signs of depression or uh, suicide... Um, these are some of the numbers for uh, that you can give them to call and they can talk to somebody or you can call them and talk to somebody. Uh, the f- number for the U.S. is uh, 800-2273-8255. And for Canada, uh, it's 1833 yeah, and and uh, other resources too. Um, you can go in bullying bullying Canada. There's a twenty four seven support. There's stopbullying dot com, National Suicide Prevention Hotline. There's Kids Help Phone. All these things are are there to help us all um, when we need it. Yeah. So, like I said, the the last one, you don't have to wear a mask or a caution to be a hero. It's just you standing up and doing something. Mm-hmm makes you a hero yep 
Well, this is Late Night Chats. Thank you for joining us again again and for a heavy conversation for a heavy conversation (laughs) we we love doing this we enjoy every bit of it uh so thank you again for the describers um don't forget to describe don't forget to like on facebook instagram um and uh apple music this is aaron and my name is wes signing off signing off